get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games Brady Oliveira, officially a game time decision for, well, the CFL game of the week. 2-0 BC Lions, Vernon Adams Jr. comes to town, take on Zach Kolaris and the 2-0 Winnipeg Blue Bombers. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside game day Winnipeg here on Bonfire Sports. If you're joining us uh, over from Winnipeg Sports Talk, welcome. Appreciate you uh, joining us. Let's bring in the big man himself. Chris Walby, the legend, the Hall of Famer. Pluto, what's going on, my friend? Well, I'm enjoying life. I'm just hoping to get a little air conditioning in this house. Uh, I have to call up a couple, ring a couple old buddies and see if they can put a little Freon in that thing because I tell you right now, boy, we are in a sauna in this house. I'm, I'm surprised I haven't got any clothes on. I should have done this show naked. Uh, it would have been all right. Well, that's why I've got you so zoomed in on the screen, because just in case you're not wearing anything below the belly, right? Oh, I got shorts on, but I'm not Scottish. You're not Scottish? Not well, if it's uh, not Scottish, no. it's crap. There said you go, Mike. you're Scottish, right? Yes. No, absolutely not. Um, I think I got a little Scottish in the in-laws, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to touch that one. Uh, lots to get to on the program today. We'll talk about Brady Oliveira, game time decision, as I mentioned off the top. The BC Lions have some changes to their lineup. Uh, one of the best receivers in the league, Dominique Rimes, out of the lineup for Thursday night. In comes Lucky Whitehead. He missed week two after getting injured in week one. The former Blue Bombers electrifier uh, brings his speed to IG Field once yeah. again. Chris, the big question going into this game. Is this game going to tell us if the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are the class of the CFL? Is this the early season test between two teams that really do look like the two most legit teams through two weeks? You know, normally I'd say yes, it was later in the year, DB, but I think because of the fact it's only the third game of the season, I don't think you can really get into that too much. I think when you listen to Coach Campbell, the BC head coach, he said, you know what, we're in a marathon, not a sprint. All you want to keep doing is getting better each week so that you, you, know, you peak at the right time, which is the playoffs in the Great Cup. So, no, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great matchup. It's a great game to watch. I mean, two uh, two outstanding football clubs. Uh, Vernon Adams Jr., who is playing lights out, versus, uh, you know, Zach Kolaris, who is, you know, well on his way to another MOP. Uh, he just he's, he just does so many good things. But I've been really impressed, not only with the BC offense. I and mean, you're right. You, met, you mentioned up top Dominic Rimes. The only one that's caught a touchdown from the BC Lions quarterback, Vernon Adams Jr., is Dominic. He has three touchdowns. So, obviously, the receivers that are left there, Hollins, McKinnis, and all these other whitehead, they're all going to have to pick up the pace uh, to have any chance of letting Adams and that offense go. But then again, you look at the other side, buddy. I don't want to wrap everything up one day, but that BC defense looked pretty damn good. I watched the Edmonton game. Uh, you know, and I mean, Edmonton's got issues at quarterback, I think, but still, they played well. Anytime you can shut out a team from not even getting a single point, pretty damn impressive. No, no question. Let's take a look at the BC Lions depth chart here for their game on Thursday in Winnipeg against the Blue Bombers. Uh, the back end of this defense is really where I see the most talent, Chris. Gary Peters yeah. at boundary corner, TJ Lee at boundary half. Um, as you see on your screen there, there we go. Now I got the little clicker gone. Um, Marcus sales. Well, we're very familiar with Marcus sales and, uh, his game breaking ability, uh, at, uh, field side halfback. Ben Halatic has been very impressive at weak side or pardon me at middle linebacker. Here's Bola combo. The CFL's reigning most outstanding Canadian at weak side linebacker. And then Woody Barron. Matthew Betts, David Menard leading the way uh, on that defensive front. Uh, what do you see uh, specifically, Chris, from this BC Lions defense that, uh, you know, has got a lot of veterans on it and uh, they've, they've been really, really good through two weeks? Well, I think what they've done, I mean, obviously the coordinator has done a great job with these guys, getting them to play together. I mean, obviously Phillips, who is the defensive coordinator, he was a heck of a football player in his own right. Uh, so he's got these guys yelling. Uh, they have a tough team that, that plays. They know the assignments. You know, I didn't even mention it. Tuhima guy, the other guy on the other side, uh, Sione. Tuhima, he's got a couple sacks. Uh, 
So, I mean, Matthew Betts, remember he started off and he was in Edmonton and never really mm-hmm. lived up to hype, starting to play well. Now, again, sacks are not indicative of everything. It's only two sacks. Still, you just start giving the old all-star right now. But this BC defense is what I think is the strength of this football club. And I love watching a defense. It's only given up 7.5 points. Only one passing touchdown. They were met, this, this BC defense reminds me of the Bombers last year where they didn't give up hardly anything to the air. I think they gave up like seven or eight rushing touchdowns all year. BC's, that's, I think, the strength of that team is that defense. It'll be interesting to see what the Bombers can do. I know you mentioned a big loss if they can't get uh, Brady Oliveira in there. But, uh, you know, you got Johnny Augustine. And I guess if he doesn't go, then maybe bring up that uh, McCready. I believe is his name. He McCray. Can play, yeah. I guess I might, I might bring him in. But, no, listen, you know, I'm going to go way back to the question you asked me. Is it going to tell me anything about the team? If the Bombers blow the BC Lions out, absolutely. Do I expect that to happen? No. No, I don't. But stranger things have happened. The Bombers get stronger. I mean, think about it. 40-plus more offensive points than anybody in the league. I mean, 40, you know, they just, they're pounding the, the, the mm-hmm. points. They're just, you know. Then you got a kicker, uh, you know, that uh, – Old Sergio, boy, he's just five for five with a long of fifty. He's kicking the heck out of the ball. I like the Mr. Convert. Yeah, he's doing. Yeah, I missed one. But hey, and speaking of that, it's nice to see that uh, our old buddy Legs Legio got picked up at Hamilton. Nice kid. Uh, sometimes a change of scenery is the best thing for a guy. He's close to hometown now, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does there in a tie cat uniform. Well, who was? Uh, it was Paul McCallum. I think he was on three or four teams before uh, he settled in and. Uh you know, started his yeah. uh, Hall of Fame level kicking in the CFL. Chris, we're going to hear from Zach Kolaris. We got an interview that we're going to play first time this year that, that we've done this, but you're going to hear from Zach Kolaris, who had some kind of surprising self-assessment. Uh, he also yeah. talked about the Janarian Grant return and, and the, the team's play uh, overall as they wait for the return eventually of Kenny Lawler. We're also going to uh, get into my one-on-one conversation with Blue Bombers veteran safety Brandon Alexander uh, had a great conversation with him and uh, touched on a a whole variety of topics. Um, But the context that's important to remember when it comes to the BC Lions defense is, yeah, one touchdown allowed and 7.5 points or whatever, but they were up against a Calgary Stampeders team in week one where Jake Mayer and the offense looked incredibly vanilla. Uh, Kadeem Carey, the league's leading um, reigning rushing leader uh, went down to injury. They had Peyton Logan. They did not have Diedrich Mills in that game. They did in week two and, and he, uh, you know, led the league in rushing in week two uh, in the CFL. Diedrich Mills did heck of a player. Um, and they got a lot of depth there, but it's just some important context to remember when it comes to, um, to BC's defensive performance through the first couple weeks. Uh, the blue bombers depth chart is out, Chris. And here is the biggest note Brady Oliveira, game time decision. It's officially listed as a thorax injury. We talked about this on Bonfire Midweek last night. What's a thorax? Well, anything outside of the arms and legs. It's the torso. It's the the main body uh, of Brady Oliveira, the Blue Bombers uh, starting running back. So could they take Greg McRae off the practice roster and, and, and have him here? I think they could in an emergency. But if Oliver is a game time decision, they only have Johnny Augustine here, Chris. Um, Does that maybe give you a little bit more confidence that that he's going to be good to go? Well, I think he'll be good to go. But if he doesn't even in there, I think that uh, Johnny Augustine is one heck of a backup. You know, he'd be a starter in a lot of teams. But no backup for him, I'm saying, if Brady doesn't go. Yeah, but if Brady doesn't go, Augustine is going to be the guy, right? I mean, obviously, I don't think... But then no backup to him. That's what I'm saying. That's true. Okay, I understand that, yeah. So... Yeah, they're going to have to make a decision. He'll be, uh, I guarantee, after practice today, I heard he's walking through. A walkthrough doesn't tell me anything because they don't do anything. But I think he's going to wake up in the morning and he's going to talk to the coach and he'll talk to the athletic therapist and he'll say, how do you feel? Can you go? Be honest. And they'll bring him in for an assessment, see how he feels. Now, at that point, they'll make a decision. If he's not 100%, I wouldn't play him. I agree with you. I'd start Augustine and bring McCray off the practice roster. That, to me, is the smartest move. I mean, we're game three in the season. Why risk losing a guy that, you know, really was coming into his own week one? So, uh, you know, I just think that uh, we got depth. Use it. That's what you have practice roster guys for. Bring them on. 
let somebody get an opportunity to showcase what they can do. Before we get into the Winnipeg Blue Bombers injury report, uh, you know, we've got some notes on Demario Houston and, and Jackson Jeffcoat and Mike Miller and Jamal Parker and some others. Well, we got to, as we always do, talk about our good friends at Shannon's Irish Pub, 175 Carlton Street. You got to check them out. I got a couple notes here from uh, their owner and head chef, Gerard. Uh, he wanted me to mention, and rightfully so, the venison and wild boar burger is still flying off the shelves. And by the shelves, I mean the shelf from the kitchen to the pub uh, in downtown Winnipeg. It's got a blueberry compote and wow. smoked cheddar, the venison and wild boar burger. Why have a regular cheeseburger when you can go to Shannon's and have something truly creative and super tasty? Uh, they are open Fridays for lunch, so you can head down there at noon. They got a two-for-one fish deal uh, as well. And of course, as always, 21 beers on tap, all your favorites, eclectic atmosphere underneath the streets of downtown Winnipeg, 175 Carlton. That's just a quick slant down the block from true north square so uh go see our good friends at shannon's irish pub chris we've been talking we, we might have a little great cup party there this year we'll see we're cooking something I up so. i want to just want to say you know what i love when you get these comments i love these guys coming on and and you know saying everything and and, and there were, a lot of these people that come on here have great football iqs but i thought it was really interesting that one of the comments came from bangkok i thought wow that's a great pardon thing me? for a guy pardon me oh thailand yes Thailand, what do you think I was talking about? Jesus, man. <laughs> I have to come across the screen and give you a oh Angela Mosca head slap. I'll take it. I'll take it from you. But I'll tell you what, I think that's so cool when you have people from, you know, all around the world that are tuning into this, and we thank you for that. Yeah, North Battleford, Saskatchewan. Daryl Brandle checking in. Tons of people watching live on uh, YouTube and Facebook uh, or checking out the podcast afterwards uh, on uh, really every podcast platform you got. So uh, if you're there, uh, be sure to live, uh, leave us a review in your podcast app. That would be killer. Bluto would especially appreciate it. The legend Chris Walby, of course. And uh, if you're watching live on YouTube and Facebook right now, hit the thumbs up. Uh, subscribe if you haven't. Yeah. Very surprised how many people... Half of you out there aren't subscribed. You just, you know, search Bonfire Winnipeg on no. YouTube every week. Just hit subscribe and it's right there as soon as you open YouTube. That, that's what you got to do. But uh, great to see everybody. Uh, John Campbell says 3-0, and here we go. Uh, yeah. You know, Winnipeg is a six-point favorite in this game, Chris. Uh, it, it helps a lot that they are, um, you know, that, that they're the home team uh, this week. But uh, there are, you know, the, the injuries are, are, are still piling up quite a bit. Let's take a look at them. Here they are. Tui Ellie, Cameron Lawson, still on the one-game injured list. Ellie is not practicing, in case uh, some of you were wondering. Um, Teadric Hansen uh, on the six-game. Jackson Jeffcoat placed on the six-game injured list last week. So he'll probably be a while with a lower body issue. Uh, Jamal Parker and Mike Miller both on the sixth game as well with Winston Rose and Kyrie Wilson. Most of those guys outside of Mike Miller have been there since the beginning of the season. So um, yeah. Kenny Lawler, the other one too, Chris, it, it, like when people say, where's Kenny Lawler, you know, can he come back? Like, do they need him right now? Winnipeg scoring 40 plus points a game, Zach Kolaris throwing the lights out. Uh, and, and Brady's been, uh, been very good in the run game as well. Yeah, you're, you're not right. And you hit, you hit about Demario Houston, who's not in the lineup, and Abu Durame Soare is going to get that start yes. at, that, at that cornerback position. I think that'll be a very interesting test, uh, you know, going against guys like Lucky Whitehead, Justin McInnes, Alexander Hollins. Uh, another kid is starting for um, the BC Lions is Aiden Eberhardt, uh, first-year guy out of Wyoming. So, I mean, they've got some tall, tall receivers that uh, can go after the football. Uh I and and they have we, one guy we haven't talked about, and I'll talk about him too a little bit, is uh, the running back they have. Um, this uh, Taquan Mizell. Taquan Mizell, yeah. Man, is he good? He not only catches the ball out of, out of the out of the backfield, but boy, can he break tackles! So I love it. It's a great matchup. This is what you want to watch. I mean, I'll tell you, there's no doubt in my mind. Thursday night, you're in front of the TV, you're watching this. This is. Uh, it's got the makings of, you know, I mean, these guys played the West final last year um, or West semi. I can't remember which one it was. Dude, no, but yeah, the West is, final here in Winnipeg. Well, yep. Oh, there you go. See, sometimes I got a, some, a good memory. But 
I was looking at the stat today. I'm interested that the Bombers are 16 and one, 16 wins and one loss in IG Field since 2021, and BC is zero. I think what I say zero have lost five straight, including the playoff game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they last beat Winnipeg in Winnipeg in 2017, a long time ago. So I mean. Again, those are stats. The stats are for junkies. You know, everybody wants to look at stats. That's what you want. But well, um, well, that all said, Chris, the, the, this BC Lions team, like, there's a lot of guys back, right? And and I love the addition of Justin McInnes as a Canadian from Saskatchewan in free agency. He'll be at, at slot back next to Javon Katoy. N- nice, you know, uh, s- spot there. Hollins with Whitehead and Eberhard, as you mentioned. Um, but offensively, especially, this is not. Vernon, uh, this is Vernon Adams Jr. This is not Nathan Rourke, who was their starter every game last season. Uh, well, I shouldn't say every game, uh, did, did have the foot injury late in the year. Uh, this is not Michael Riley, who started all their games the year before. So a third year, a third starting quarterback, but it is uh, Jordan Maximet, who uh, remains their offensive coordinator. He has been, frankly magical when it comes to just game planning and finding a way uh, to utilize three different quarterbacks and three different skill sets very, very effectively. It's been incredibly impressive to watch Jordan Maximitz um, build this BC Lions offense around whoever they got. And the nice thing about it too is one of the little uh, tidbits of information is that Vernon Adams Jr. has been in contact all the offseason with Maximic, working on game plans, what we want to do. Then mm-hmm. he flew all the receivers out to his hometown, and he had a little mini camp where the guys would just hang together, go for a couple of coldies, throw the ball around, get to know each other. I, I think that's – they're building the uh, – they're taking a, a blueprint from the Bombers as far as developing culture. If you listen to uh, – I listened to a, a, a interview with Bola Combo. And I also listened to the one about Michael Couture, who's coming back, his former starting center for the Bombers offensive line. And he said the same thing. He said they got, they're got they really developing. And I, I'm not surprised. Rick Campbell, the head coach of the Lions, reminds me of an older Michael O'Shea. They mm-hmm. both have the same mentality of how they got to treat players. They want players to want to play there. They want to believe in what they're doing. And I think they're, they've developed a good thing there. I mean, uh, I think this team is going to be very good. I love the fact that they got Vernon Adams. I think a guy that is no slouch and is probably looking for an opportunity to get back on the field is his backup, Dane Evans, who, you know, had a rough, rough, rough last year mm-hmm. uh, with the Ticats, and they finally had to say, we got to go, and they signed Bo Levi. Now Bo Levi is out. Uh, you know, he's got a groin injury or, or something, so he's out. So they're going to go with uh, a Schlitz or whatever his name is, uh, the backup quarterback there. But, yeah. Schultz. Interesting. Is that what his name is? I don't know. Matthew like, I Schultz. Yeah, he's a good. He's a good quarterback. I think Hamilton. Yeah, I Hamilton's going to be. Seven, okay. I think he was seven and nine when he came in in relief. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of Schlitz because Schlitz is a beer in the states. I'm sorry, man. I got beer in the mind. You put Shannon's up there. What happens? I start thinking about different kind of beers. It's like yeah. you're teasing me, DB. Don't do Pardon? that, man. What? Uh, Schlitz Gay was the old uh, joke on Saturday Night Live, right? With. Uh, <laughs> Adam Sandler and, and Chris Rock and the, and the swimming pool. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Go, ch- go check that one out. You're already on YouTube, but no, you want to keep it here. Um, okay. So I had a conversation. You, you mentioned Taekwon Mizell uh, on yeah. the BC Lions offense. I think that is a real critical piece to how they'll attack Winnipeg because they can't let Jefferson and Haba uh, and Walker and Thomas and Schmeckel and Bennett and, and the, the 6D line they have dressed for this game pin their ears back and go. They need to have a strong run game. I know Vernon Adams Jr. is mobile, but Mizell oh is, is very important. I had a conversation with Bo Lacombo, uh, reigning MOC in the Canadian Football League. I'm going to put that up uh, on the YouTube channel tomorrow, but really interesting story uh, coming from uh, Congo, formerly Zaire, through Montreal, now BC, and uh, going from you know the NFL to a special teamer to the most outstanding Canadian, uh, a real anchor on that BC Lions defense. He'll be wearing number 20, uh, heck of a player, um, and a great conversation I had with him. Um, but I want to get into the conversation I had 
this week with Brandon Alexander of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers defense. We talked a little bit about Vernon Adams Jr., but more so his perspective uh, as a guy who's been in the league a long time, Chris. He's been with the Blue Bombers a long time. And, uh, well, it, the conversation starts off with, with me kind of poking fun at him. Like, you know, what's the what's the kind way of calling calling a guy an old guy? I guess you could. I guess you could say that if you want to. So, I mean, it is kind of crazy. I done grew up here, but yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for a while. How, how are you feeling in, in that sense, Brandon? Where you know, you've been there, done that, not just once or twice, but a few times now. Where the comfortability probably doesn't even come into mind anymore when you think of, of Canada, the CFL, and you know, maybe the way you thought of those things. You know, a while when you were first ago. in the league, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm blessed at the end of the day. Like, I'm just blessed to be able to be out here. I have an opportunity. Uh, I'm blessed that, you know, the coaching staff and the players still want me here. You know, I'm blessed that, you know, uh, that I get to stay here in my offseason and, you know, and just be engaged and, you know, take everything in from here, from the winter and stuff like that. Like, I'm just blessed at the end of the day. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah, for sure. Come on. Uh, I'm sure the, the jewelry helps. The winning helps, right? When you think of, of Winnipeg and you think of, of your football team, when it is the middle of the offseason, you know, you might be in Florida, maybe it's not as cold uh, uh, as it is here in Winnipeg, but I got people saying, you know, when, the, when the, the snow's blowing, I'm thinking about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and, and looking forward to the summer. You, you get those senses too in the middle of the offseason? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely getting the sense of, like, I'm ready to go back and play ball, you know, so stuff, especially, like, when it's in the middle, you know, you got, what's that, March, you know, when it's right kind of smack dab in that middle, like, it's just like, you know, it's time to get back, you know, especially being out here. So even last year, uh, well, this this uh, this all season that just passed, I was out here. I didn't go home, you know, and, um, you know, I hung out with a couple of guys and things like that, and it makes you miss it. And, I mean, you said one thing and to start this off, you was like, uh, you know, it helps when you're winning. And um, the kind of piggyback off of that, not – it's not the fact that it's the win. It's just, it's just the culture and what was what was built here. You know, we got guys like Yoshi that seen me grow up here and Stan that seen me grow up here and, you know, uh, Wally that came in with me and Jeff Coat that came in with me and um, a whole bunch of other guys that's just been in that locker room for a while and seen a lot of people just grow from the start. And that's what it is. It's real deal family and there's a real tight-knitted group that, um, you know, whatever that you need at any point, whether it's on the field or off the field, everybody got your back. I forgot you kept, uh, you stayed here for the winter, so mm-hmm. good on you, man. Good on you. Uh, I want to talk about the defense, of course, but before we do, I want to ask you about your QB1. And, you know, you got a, a quite a perch at the, the back of the defense at safety during practice. You're obviously watching closely when uh, your team's offense is on the field. Mm-hmm. Have you seen a quarterback play at the level that you're seeing in, in Zach Kolaris right now? This is the reigning two-time MOP. We know that. But it looks like he's on his way to a third with, with just the way he's composed back there and able to make some really special things happen. Yeah, he's definitely doing a lot of special things out there for sure. Um, play at his level, I mean... I don't know because I wasn't their teammates or anything like that. But just just going against practice, you know, every day and seeing it week in and week out and seeing the preparation that he puts into it, you know, inside the locker room and things like that. I mean, I can only speak for, for what he's been doing. And, I mean, if you want to be that, that person, you look after him and you see what he's doing because he's doing it all, you know, and it shows on the field, you know, it's – Way more work than what he does, but just to go against him every single day is just a privilege. And, um, I mean, we having battles. I mean, it's been numerous of times where he's got me, you know, a couple times where I get him. But, you know, it's I, I, I'm blessed to have him back there doing the, you know, running the show for sure. So we got Janarian Grant over here. And I got to ask you about him quickly. Here. <laughs> Talk of the town, uh, for better or worse, in Regina, depending on what color jersey uh, you are wearing as a fan. But uh, what did you see on on that return? People already saying that it could be one of the greatest punt return in CFO history. That's crazy! Yeah. Wow, that's really crazy. I mean, he did break like nine tackles. So, I mean, and yeah, just straight, straight arm, and you know, everybody kind of you know talks to say like he's like kind of little in a sense or, or whatever like that, but he's very strong. You know, he's fast. Obviously he's fast, but, you know, for his size, he's very, very strong and a hard person to tackle, 
you know, out in space, or if you get contact with him. It's not like you can just throw him up with your shoulder and think that he's going to go down. No, he's going to keep running, you know. And um, also seeing, you know, what is that? Um, just grit, relentlessness, and conditioning. You know, the fact that he could break all those tackles and, you know, cut across the field, which is already 65, you know, he basically cut 65 and then had to run an extra 70 more. You know, that's that's conditioning to be able to keep that speed up like that. So, I mean, he's that, he's that guy. <laughs> the ball being behind him to start. Yeah, I mean, that, that as well. He went back to go get it, had to turn his back to all the people that was running at him and then turned around to make that play like that. I mean, that's pretty special. So describe the sidelines when you, you guys see a play like that. We just sitting there looking like we know that he can make a play. You know, we got guys out there and that's, that's going to block for him at all times as well too because we know that he, you know, if we put a body on a body, he's going to make a play. And then that was just one of those plays where it may not necessarily been a body on a body. And we're just sitting there like, ah, uh, uh, okay. And then you hit the sideline and it's like, wow. You know, a lot of people going down, running down the sideline with them on, you know, off the field, obviously. But, you know, excited about it because, you know, something like that you don't see every day. Yeah. Yeah. In the context of it all, too, being a three-point ball game at yeah. that point in the third quarter to, you know, where, where things finished up. Yep. Okay. I got to ask you about uh, the defense, what you're seeing from the guys through the first two weeks and what you're looking towards uh, in, in facing the BC Lions. Vernon Adams Jr., their tailback, uh, Taquan Mizell, uh New faces in a new place with the BC Lions, with a lot of those same receivers back again. What are you seeing in them? Uh, well, I'm seeing that they're making plays out there, and they're already gelling early together. Uh, you know, BC has already been, you know, a well-oiled machine for the last couple of years and um, starting to piece, piece it together. I can see from the first two games that they're playing that, like, you know, they're, they're already hitting their targets, you know, offensively and defensively that they're hitting their targets, you know. So, you know, those guys are definitely, you can tell that they got – really good camaraderie and, um, you know, gelling real well together. So we know that's going to be a, a real fight, you know, a big fight that's going to happen. And, um, you know, those guys make plays. You know, Vernon Allen make plays with his arm and his legs. He got guys out there, you know, countless receivers to be able to make plays for him. You know, even new guys that are stepping up, you know, not necessarily new, but like, you know, McGinnis, you know, that, uh, that came – you know, from our uh, SAS and, you know, being able to make plays over there and uh, other guys, you know, and they still have other people that's on the side like Hatcher that be able to come back at some point and even make more plays for them. The new running back looks pretty good and shifty and being able to run around a good. So, I mean, they, they're doing it. They're doing it right now. And um, we know it's going to be a good fight. And then from our guys, I mean, we're just putting it together, you know, and um, I'm just seeing that everybody's stepping up at some, at, at some point, you know, uh, homies looking really good back there and running around and, uh, you know, Dez is coming along really well. And, you know, Spook, Darby, and all those guys are going to be those guys. And um, I think even – just rotational-wise, and you can put anybody in. You still got Redder, you know, you still got Ghost, which is Nick Hollett. You know, he does a very good job when he gets in there. And, you know, guys just plug in and, and, and play guys, you know, and, you know, guys are doing well. So we're just looking for this week just to bring it all together, you know, just to try to hit our bullseye on every single play. And uh, we know that we're going to get their best shot. And uh, we'll be ready for it. Before I let you go, you got to explain some of those nicknames. I know Spook is Dietrich Nick. For sure. He's home. Yeah, homie, homie. Yeah, that's the uh, Holmes. Oh, yeah, yeah, homie. Yeah, Holmes, yeah. Well, Evan Holmes, homie. Yeah, yeah homie. Well, it's kind of like a hockey nickname. Mm -hmm. They just had the IE to, mm -hmm. to the back of it. Okay, mm -hmm. I think I got them all. For sure. That's good. Thanks, BA. Thank you. <laughs> Brandon Alexander, uh, a little bit earlier this week, uh, day one of practice there, uh, Chris. Pretty cool conversation with, with one of my favorite guys to talk to uh, in Brandon Alexander. Who would have thought Evan Holmes' nickname would be Homie? Makes sense, right? <laughs> you know, I, I love listening to Brandon. He's so, uh, you know, he's so articulate. He's such a humble cat. I mean, you know that he's the premier back there. He's the man that makes that secondary rock. And, I mean, he's a guy that's also a big-time big, hit, big -time hitter. Uh, it's great to have him back, laughing and having fun. Yeah, nicknames are cool. Homie for home. I mean, I got the other guy on the other side. Uh, Habba Dabba Doo is uh, playing defensive end. That's uh, yeah, ADS. That's take on the, huh? the bonfire yeah. starters. The, the bonfire starters <laughs> out there have been uh, uh, calling him ADS, Abu Darame Soare. Oh, yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Habba. 
Oh, Habba Dabba Do, the Flintstones. I got you. Habba Dabba Do, son. Oh my God, you're so. I'm gonna. Have well, to, we were talking about Homie, and you said the other side. Yeah, yeah. Well, Holmes, and I said the other nickname is that's what I said, but you went right off the left uh, diving board to Abu Dharami Swara. Yes, I sure did. So I sure did. Yeah. Well, there is uh, there is your Blue Bombers depth chart for Week Three with the BC Lions in town. Brandon Alexander at safety. Whoops. Get rid of that. Uh, Brandon Alexander at safety. Dietrich Nichols or Spook is the nickname. Uh, Abu Durame Soiree comes off the practice roster. Rookie made the team this year in training camp. Um, Demario Houston, personal issue. Uh, so he had, has been uh, unable to practice and away from the team as far as uh, th- that is my understanding right now. But Evan Holm and Desmond Lawrence, these two remain the same. Chris, we've, we've seen it before through the years right that you know while abu Durame soire might be here on the depth chart it doesn't mean that's precisely where he's going to play winnipeg could end up uh switching things up when it comes to the snaps on the field right well it's interesting he's a first year guy out of colgate only five foot nine not a big target you know what i mean he's got obviously he's got great speed he must have good hip movement as far as being able to change direction to, to you know to get after these receivers but yeah, big test for him on that corner. And you're 100% right, DB. They can put him in halfback, move him around. And, if you know, if he has issues, I can see somebody coming back on the other side. Uh, you know, they, they, you still got Nick Hallett who can come in there. You got Jake Kelly at the backup sa- safety, but I don't think he'll go in there. But you, you can drop a whole bunch of guys ready. Cramney can go back and play somewhere. So the team and uh, Richie Hall has that defense. And, you know, not to be a thing, but the more positions you can play, the better your opportunity to stay. So uh, there's a little poetry for you. Daryl Brandle, who's watching live on Facebook. What's going on, Daryl? Thanks for joining us again, uh, along with everybody else out there. Uh, great question. Why Abu Durami Soiree instead of Brad Muhammad? Muhammad started 16 games for the Calgary Stampeders last year. He is in his third year in the CFL, signed uh, just over a week, week and a half ago by the Blue Bombers. Uh, him and Miles Fox signed at the same time. Fox has already been in a game. He comes out this week. But why not Brad Muhammad? Yeah, that's a good question. But I think it's I think that has to do with just the fact of being comfortable with the defense, different schemes, making sure you put a guy there. Obviously, Suarez got a little bit more experience in the fact that he's been here through camp as opposed to only a week. And in a game like this, when you're playing against a team like the BC Lions, you want to give that guy every opportunity to be successful. How to do that? You got to give him enough experience. So I think that's the only reason he's not playing. Uh, we'll see what happens going forward. But right now, I would say it's just a lack of experience with our system, yeah. with with uh, Richie Hall's defensive secondary system. That's why he's probably not in there. Yeah, uh, I, I I completely agree. Uh, Q Man, who's watching live on YouTube, rookie corner going to get torched by Lucky Whitehead. You know. Lucky does return to the lineup today and, and, uh, or, or for Thursday. Um, but he is, um, he is somebody here just pulling up, pulling up their depth chart here. Uh, Lucky is set to start at that, uh, boundary wide receiver spot. Um, I don't know. Is it as easy as saying a guy like Lucky White is going to torch a rookie or, you know, Hey, Abu Durame Soiree is a pro football player for a reason. We haven't even seen him yet. Maybe a bit of an early assessment, um, you know, saying Lucky's just going to torch him. And, you know, the weirdest thing about that too, DB, is the fact that we just talked about, you know, Soiree maybe moving around, people playing different positions. Whitehead doesn't necessarily have to line up into a wide receiver. He could go into the slot back. They could put Katoy out there. They can play around. If they're looking to get a matchup, I'm looking to get a matchup one-on-one with Whitehead with a linebacker. That's how I think you beat the Bombers. You get a matchup. You look for mismatches. Like a slant. You know, listen, yeah. Big Hill Big Hill's a fantastic hitter, a great defensive player, first-round Hall of Famer. But if I can maybe get him matched up with somebody in a mismatch, whether it's Mazzell, the, the running back, or a guy with the speed of a lucky whitehead, you might be able to create a mismatch where they're able to exploit somebody who has superior speed. Yeah. I, I think getting Taekwon, uh, Taquan Mizell in a matchup against a, a Blue Bombers linebacker, Mizell at running back coming, uh, you know, yeah. coming out of the backfield on a go route or on a skinny post or something like that, getting him some some runway to take off. He is incredibly fast. Uh, that I'm a little bit more worried about 
than Lucky Whitehead because everybody's going to be watching for Lucky Whitehead um, as kind of the premier receiver in this BC Lions offense. Keon Hatcher is on the six-game injured list. Dominique Rimes comes off the roster this week, and he's on the one game. Hatcher and Rimes are two of the best receivers in the entire CFL, let alone the BC Lions. So it's nice they get Lucky Whitehead back. You know, Hollins and McKinnis and Katoy, that's great. I don't know too much about Eberhardt. We'll see what he brings. But, uh, you know, losing those two other guys is, to me, a little bit more of of a hit. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, Eberhardt is a first-year guy out of a 6'2 receiver out of Wyoming. Obviously, getting a chance with the injury to Dominic Rimes. But uh, another thing that I want to just hit on right now, because you were talking about uh, Mizell. The fact that they can play a little bit of a, you know, pull the ball a lot, you know, they're going to play a lot of uh, games with Mazel and, and Adams. Really going to put a lot of pressure on the ends. I really believe that Jefferson and Haba at the other end are going to have to really make sure you stay in your rush lanes. You can't start taking chances with a guy that maybe, if you have a quarterback that's more stationary, not of maybe as fleet as foot as, uh, as Adams Jr., you can play games. You can line up, you know, uh, Jefferson inside. You can have to do a lot more twists with the defensive tackles. But when you started getting a guy that can get to the outside, extend plays with his feet, and make you pay for a mistake, you really got to make sure your ends stay outside. And as a tackle, that's pretty cool when you know that this guy basically is going to have to come to the outside and beat me around the corner. Yeah. So uh, it, it's going to put – there's a lot of games within the game, and that's one of the games I'll be watching tomorrow. Bo Lacombo. Sorry about that, gang. Uh, Bo Lacombo told me this. Uh, yeah, we're good. We're, we're still here, everybody. Uh, Bo Lacombo told me this week uh, about Taquan Mizell's speed. Brandon Alexander reiterated that. Uh, I, I see Brandon Alexander as, as such a key piece in this matchup. That's why I wanted to talk to him and, and why we, uh, we got the conversation here on, on Game Day Winnipeg. But flipping to the other side of the ball, you know, we've been talking about Vernon Adams Jr. and how good he's looked, Jordan Maximitz and and, uh, the BC Lions offense and the rest. But it's Winnipeg's offense, quarterbacked by Zach Kolaris, that has really knocked the socks off the CFL this season. They've scored over 40 points in each of their games. And Kolaris has been the number one rated quarterback both week one and week two by pro football focus. They just don't take the stats and lay them out there and say, oh yeah, Kolaris leads the league in this, that, and the other. He's the the top rated quarterback. They go play by play by play every game and grade every player based on snap to snap. So it's more than just a a bunch of sacks or a bunch of tackles or a bunch of catches or a bunch of yards and touchdowns. Uh, Kolaris has has been the guy. Uh, And he had some very interesting things uh, to say this week at practice. So uh, let's hear from QB1, Zach Kolaris. I I just think it's complimentary football. You know, Uh, there's times where, uh, you know, we might be struggling to score and our defense, uh, you know, bails us out. That's happened many times that I can think of over the years. And there's other times where you're getting the games where you get to score points. So um, I don't think it makes it any more meaningful. It's just uh, really for us, just about the next play and executing. Adam Big Hill called uh, right away uh, Janarian Gratz, kick return, uh, a play of the year candidate. What did you see there? And uh, have you seen many quite that spectacular? Yeah, you know, I think I said it afterward. You know, I played with Brandon Banks. I've been around some really special returners, but. Uh, but that one, uh, engineering, just you know, over the last three, four seasons, has a his body of work of returns just unbelievable. But I, you know, I would put that one up against you know pretty much any of them. I, we were just standing standing there on the, the sideline, just kind of in awe of the entire moment. And uh, you know, fortunately, he got a return, so it didn't take away from that that moment for him. But uh, I mean, I, he's just unbelievable. Uh, he's so strong. Um, you know, the fact that he could finish that, he probably ran like 200 yards in that play, right? So uh, he's just an unbelievable, unbelievable player. How much better can this offense even get, you know, considering you guys are still missing Kenny Lawler? I mean, I think we can get significantly better. I mean, it's again, it's early in the season. I think I could play a whole lot better. There's plays that, uh, you know, got away with an interception there in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, some decisions on where to go with the football, holding on to the ball too long. You know, all those different things from my perspective, uh, you know, and the receivers I'm sure would say the same thing, whether it's, you know, just basic assignment, alignment things, um, 
how they ran their route versus certain leverage and those things you can always build upon. You know, there's there's games where you feel like it was a perfect game. There's always things you can nitpick. Um, but yeah, we, we have a lot of room to grow. We know we're excited about it. Obviously, if, you know Kenny's around. That'll it'll be really awesome. Yeah, no kidding. Getting Kenny Lawler back would be pretty awesome, in the words of Zach Kalaris. But I don't know about you, Chris. I'm always so impressed with Zach Kalaris because he just does not rest on his laurels and he does not settle. Uh, he was critical of his own play. He feels, despite being far and away the best quarterback in the league right now, based on yeah. you know uh, resume and his play through weeks one and two, he says he can play a lot better than he already has been. Well, he's been making fantastic decisions with the football. Yeah, he's a little upset with the fact that obviously he held on to that ball and that botch kind of handoff to do a little trickery play and it got returned for a touchdown. Uh, you know, there's uh, you know, there's things that I think that uh, he's doing extremely well. He's very humble, but I know he's a firecracker. And by what I mean is he wants to win. He's a, he's a, we've talked about this every podcast, every game we do. Is he's a winner. He wants to bring everybody out about him. This is a great point too, Patrick Adam. You're right. So the O line was the last two weeks have also been rated very highly. Last week the top lineman was uh, the first game against Hamilton. The top lineman was Jamarcus Hardrick. You know who the top lineman was this week? It was Chris Kolinkowski. He was number one. Hardrick was two. So, I mean, well, and then they, they BC, also graded, sorry to interrupt, they, they also graded the entire O-lines and it was the BC Lions yeah. O-line in week one and it was the Blue Bombers O-line yeah. in week two as the best unit for that week. If you watch, if you watch with the Bombers offensive line, I thought they had a spectacular game against Saskatchewan. I thought they played extremely well from one side to the other, from, you know, from Stanley to Hardrick. I thought Jeff Gray played well, Newfie. Uh, you know, I thought they all played extremely well, and the, and the backs picked up the blitzes. They did, a, they just did a great job. And I know that I was listening to an article uh, by O'Shea, and he was talking about the offensive line coach, how pleased, how pickled he was, pleased with how the play of, of this offensive line. I didn't want to say he's pickled. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me mistaken, pickled with happiness. So, but yeah, that's it's crazy, man. Uh, they're they're they're, and, and that's what makes me wonder sometimes. You, you I, I don't want to put the curse, but you almost don't want to say, hey, you don't want to peak too early, right? And you're wondering, I mean, how much better can this team get? As you say, 41, 47 points. Now, all of a sudden, I mean, can they throw 40 uh, a game? I think so. I mean, when we played in 87, Tommy Clemens was our quarterback. We were outscoring everybody as well. I mean, yeah, but uh, what, he but, was just one of them. But was 40 points what? as common? no. no. I don't think we had many. I think they're very special when you can put that many points on. Obviously, you also have to figure out they got a contribution from Janarian Grant. And I love the fact that when you were trying, when you were doing an interview with Brandon Alexander, he was talking about Janarian uh, there. And I noticed there's a little competition in there because I was reading an article. Uh, and uh, Henry the Giz, Gizmo Williams, legendary returner, says, yeah, it was good, but I still think I'm the top guy. So, I mean, I love the competition, even from a retired guy. And listen, I tried to chase Gizmo one time, and I mean, I just counted cleats. He went past me faster than I don't know. He went fast. I, I mean, I couldn't even fall out of bed that fast. Are you, That's how fast he went are, by. <laughs> are you telling me you were on cover teams? I was on cover teams. No yeah. way. Field goal. Oh, remember, field goal, right? Oh, right. So we missed a field yeah. goal. we got to go down and cover. And I remember I got the angle on this puppy. I'm going. I'm chugging. All six, seven, 350 pounds. And I'm like, hey, baby. You're cornered. I got him like a mouse in a trap. And he takes one step. And whoop, next thing I know, he's 60 yards downfield. I'm just trying to get out of the film now. I'm trying to get away so the eye in the sky doesn't pick me up getting beat so bad. So, listen, those guys with incredible speed and not just speed, strength. Did you see how many tackles Janarian, you know, he used his, uh, you know, he basically knocked a couple guys down. Three so, straight arms. Yeah. We need Three. You want to see <laughs> I know. Hey, waiters, twenty-seven. I know. We said we need footage of Walby chasing Gizmo. No, you don't. No, you do not want to see that. Waiters wants I it. I tell you what, I, run, I was a five-two forty, so I could run a little bit. But uh, man, I tell you what, uh, I was in no way even in the same class as a Gizmo. That's incredible, though. That is incredible, uh, 
Chris Walby, the legend, the CFL Hall of Famer, Canadian Football Hall of Famer, joining us here, as he always does on game day, Winnipeg, Lions, Bombers, 2-2 two and two versus 2-2, two and two, and we're going to get a very clear picture of the pecking order in the West and really in the CFL on Thursday night when, when things wrap up. And when things wrap up at the Madhouse on Matheson, 30,000 plus expected to be on hand on a beautiful night in Southern Manitoba. It's going to be cooler. It's going to be less sunny. It's going to be ideal conditions for the fans and for those guys on the field. When it all wraps up game day after dark, your post game destination, check it out live, check it out later. Podcast will be up as well. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, and uh, your favorite podcast apps. Spotify and uh, oh gosh, you name it, Apple and and Google and the rest. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, Chris, let's get into your keys to the game and what Winnipeg needs to do on Thursday night to ensure that they remain the class of the CFL and they don't get, uh, you know, uh, they don't get, you know, swept away, uh, swept under the rug a little bit by the BC Lions who've been playing some good football. Yeah, I think it's, these teams match up so well. They're basically one and two in all, almost all the stats. We look at all the stats. But the biggest thing is, I think, for defense, I think you got to keep a guy like Vernon Adams inside the pocket. This guy can beat you with his legs. He can extend plays. He takes off with the football all the time. He's going to get quick read, and he's gone. Then you got Mizell, so they can start playing the game where he gives him the ball, takes it back. You play a little bit of Duncan thing, a little screen passes. Uh, so defense, I think it's really coming down to making sure you keep Vernon in the pocket offensively. Listen, the way this team is playing, man, is just keep doing it. I mean, the six receivers almost every game, they're spreading the football around. And I really love what the offensive coordinator, Buck Pierce, is doing. He comes up with new wrinkles every week. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what new wrinkle he's going to do uh, this game. And our special teams, hey, listen, what a game to watch. Now you got the guy that I think is uh, – He's got 10 career return touchdowns already for the Bombers, Engineering and Grant. And they have a guy on the other side, Terry Williams, who can take it to the house all the time, too. So you got two great returners. It comes down to kicking. Hey, let's talk about that. Sean White, five or six last week. Then you got Castile, five for five, but along a 50. Both teams, I don't see the weakness. I saw some comments saying that, you know, the BC defensive line is not as strong. But they get after you. They get after you. So I'm looking forward to it, boys. And, I mean, you could go on keys all day, but I think those three things would be, uh, be a thing. And, and, and in general, Tom, while we could do a better flip than the gives, I think you should change the eye and put a better flop than the gives. Because <laughs> I would just basically – yeah. You remember Miles Grell? Of course. I told the story, but that guy, Miles Grell, 6'8", could do a handstand and walk the stadium stairs on his hands. No way. I'm not kidding you, man. At 6, Most 8, and 300 plus? Yeah, and walk up the stairs on his hands. I mean, he was just a freaky athlete. That I is. I thought Miles was just one of the best athletes ever play with. Plus, he was a hell of a good drinking partner. So, <laughs> that's another bonus. You can you can get there, DB, with little work. You can definitely join my club. Ooh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, but if I do want to have one or two or three, I'm going to see our good friends at Shannon's Irish Pub, the wild boar and venison burger, blueberry compote, smoked cheddar, awesome sides, awesome fries. I say it every week. Their wings are off the charts. 21 beers on tap, tons of local choices as well. Torque and uh, um, Trans Canada Brewing and and a lot of great stuff there, as well as your domestic uh, and import favorites. Go check them out. 175 Carlton Street. A quick slant down the block from True North Square under the streets in downtown Winnipeg. You won't regret it. Uh, Go check them out. Uh, Shannon's Irish Pub dot C-A. are you going to the game, Chris? You going to be there? No, you know what? I uh, I gave away some tickets to – I just had my pool done. And so uh, one of the treats I said to these guys who were working in this crazy weather, they said, hey, listen, guys, you know, not only are we going to supply you some coalies, but how about you guys get a chance to go to the game? So I gave my tickets to them to watch the game. I thought it was a great opportunity for them. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a way of – a small small token to say thank you, man. Yeah. But I'll be there this journey year. You're definitely uh, going to be there. I will be – Right by the screen, buddy, watching that game wherever I am. If I'm at the lake at home, I'll be watching that game. I think it's going to be great. And I want to say something right quick. Man, 
These comments are funny. You guys make me laugh. God bless you guys. I love that Rob Mahoney must have been a heck of a job finding shoes for those hats. I mean, the comments are great. You guys keep it up. It makes me want to do this show uh, because I love you guys and I love, uh, you know, getting all the feedback. And I know that after dark, it's the number one show, but I, that's okay, brother. I can live with that. <laughs> well, it's the number one show because you tune room. in. That's why. Because you're yeah, there. That's right. No, I, I have a fun. I just set the stage. I'm like kindling for the big fire after dark. Mm, you know, I just kind of spray the kindling. You're, and then your boy comes in there and they take it to the hoop. And then they go, yeah. Wobby. You you get the sparks. You get the sparks flying. You're the ignition. It does not happen without you, Chris. It's kicking. Wobby, you still there? It's kicking after dark. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be fun. Yeah. So game day after dark. We'll see you after the game. Bonfire midweek on Wednesday. We'll recap week three. Look ahead to week four as we always do. But Chris couldn't. I couldn't go to a Blue Bombers game. I couldn't cover a Blue Bombers game without getting you here on game day Winnipeg uh, to get your unmatched perspective on it and maybe most importantly, your personality. Uh, So thank you. Well, I have fun, man. It's it's always a pleasure, DB. It's always a pleasure. Uh, Like I said, go Blue. I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, I'm just, I love when you get two top teams going at it and uh, both division rivals, both 2-0. You can't ask for a better third game of the season, man. And uh, weather, as you mentioned, going to be great. Not going to be so crazy hot. Um, and we'll have to see what happens, man. So may the best team win, but I still think it's going to be Bombers by 11 points. Ooh. I don't know why. Ooh. I'm going away for it. You heard I'm it here first. 11. I don't know why. I just think the Bombers defense or Bombers offense is, I think they're just too bloody powerful. Even without Brady Oliver. We don't know, but if he can't go, I agree. Yeah, I, I don't think it, it matters much. No, and I'm really happy that this kid who's probably he's designated American or uh, Damian uh, Jackson who's getting an opportunity. This this veteran of military service. What a we'll have to talk about get him on talk about him because what a great story, eh? I mean, a guy is a uh, ex military coming back and well, now making the team. So not just ex military, a Navy wow. SEAL. Uh, you know how hard it is to be a SEAL. Unbelievable. I mean, the, the, if you ever watch the TV show, and I know we're dragging a little bit, that's okay though. They had a show on how to become a SEAL. And they had these people laying in chilly waters. And they're, they're trying to break you. They basically mentally try to break you. And only a very few, the proud, the, you know, whatever the motto is, to make the Marines. That's right. Uh, make a Navy SEAL. So, I mean, I think that's crazy, too. So, anyway, I'm happy to see you play, buddy. I'm uh, Thank you for your service. And I hope you have a great game. And uh, Tanner... Uh, Call Cadwaller, you keep going, buddy. He's leading the league in special teams tackles with five, so I thought I'd give you a little pump there too, but like it. So, all right, DB, I gotta go. I hear somebody calling in the backyard. Enjoy, Chris. Have a great week. We will see you next time, everybody out there. We'll see you next time as well. Always a pleasure. Okay, buddy. See you guys. Adios, amigos.